Welcome to the Ignite Lehigh Valley podcast. I am your host, Denise Woodworth. Hi, Denise. I'm Kevin Dealey. Hello. Let me tell you a little bit about why we have this podcast. Ignite Lehigh Valley is intended to call attention to political issues, and it's meant to be a resource for local Lehigh Valley voters. Our goal is to inform not only people locally, but we hope to have an impact even nationally, as dream that, as that might be. The Ignite Lehigh Valley podcast is brought to you by the East Penn Democratic Club, which is a political action organization serving Pennsylvania's Lehigh Valley. The East Penn Democratic Club's mission is as follows. We are a group of Lehigh County residents that come together to recruit, support, and elect common sense, democratic, and progressive local, county, state, federal candidates, and office holders that impact the Lehigh County. I'd like to invite anyone in our audience who would, would like to get engaged with Ignite Lehigh Valley. If you have a topic of interest to you, as someone did in inviting me today, Kevin, or if you'd like to find out how you can become a sponsor, drop us a note at the East Penn Democratic Club email, which is info at eastpendemocraticclub.org or find us and like us on Facebook at East Penn Democratic Club. All proceeds will support the East Penn Democratic Club. Again, I'd like to introduce you, Kevin. Today, we are speaking with Kevin Dealey, who is from the Pennsylvania State Education Association. And as with someone as talented as you, you are the director of the National Education Association for Pennsylvania and the president of the Eastern Area Education Association. Did I get that all right? You got it all right. Okay, terrific. Welcome, and if you would tell us about yourself, please. Well, uh, thanks for having me, first of all, Denise. I really appreciate the opportunity to be here with you. Um, I am first and foremost a teacher. I teach 11th grade English to uh, students at Eastern Area High School. I've been doing that for about the last 15 years, and I, I am very passionate about this. I'm very passionate about uh, public education and advocacy and making sure that our students all have an opportunity to be successful, no matter what background they come from. Uh, so that is foremost on my mind when I'm uh, advocating for public education. It's about the students, what the students need, how we can provide them those needs in the classroom. You're speaking to someone who is a product of public school education, and I know I would never have gone to college or been in the career I'm in without that. So you're speaking to someone who's right behind you. Beyond that, which, by the way, teacher, that's, that's an inspiration. Thank you. What are the top issues that you would tell us, the reason, uh, what, the reason actually, for the listeners to hear what you have to tell us today? What, why should they really pay attention? Uh, there is a big trend, and if you've been watching the national news, you've noticed that there, is, uh, there are a lot of teachers' unions going out on strike across the country. Uh, from Kentucky, West Virginia, uh, Arizona this, this past week. And, and even though uh, their, their legislators fund education to one degree or another, the, the professionals in the classroom can't service the students without being able to take care of their own needs. Uh, we need to raise the level of funding in all of our schools across the country to make sure that our students have the opportunity for success. Uh, and if you look at the national trends for, let's just say, incarceration, 
uh, and the cost of incarceration. Mm -hmm. uh, it costs in Pennsylvania $43,000 a year on average to lock up uh, someone. And the cost of uh, school, the average cost uh, per pupil is $11,000 a year. So what, what are our priorities? Mm -hmm. um, and I think that is what you need to look at. I always say education first. And if you take care of the students at an earlier pre-K, mm -hmm. pre-K yes. through 12, 13, whatever, you know, uh, we are going to have a much um, more higher, higher functioning society. Uh, and, and we will eliminate the need to incarcerate so many of our youth. And, well, I hear what you're saying. If, if someone has an education and a chance to hold a job, they won't end up taking the wrong path in life. And I am fully, actually in, uh, inspired by what you just said, because if we're going to think dollars only, certainly 11000 a year is quite different than 43000 mm -hmm. Speaking of funding, mm -hmm. can you tell us how, how are public schools funded? How does that work in Pennsylvania? It doesn't work in Pennsylvania. Mm. Um, our schools are... Uh, Last year, uh, there was a survey amongst uh, the 50 states. Pennsylvania had some of the greatest inequities in funding in the entire country. Wow. Uh, so you have our wealthiest school districts and our most impoverished school districts, thousands and sometimes $10,000 apart wow. per pupil and expense. You mean per, per year? Yes. Per, per, oh my gosh. Yes, and, and if you have a struggling tax base, let's take Allentown for instance, mm. uh, and it's become fashion even for Democratic lawmakers to support charterizing public schools. That only serves to, to dismantle an already stressed system. And if you have a high rate of poverty, you are far more likely to be disenfranchised when it comes to your educational opportunities going forward. So we really need to make sure that we are targeting our poorest school districts and giving them more funding rather than taking away because of an arbitrary test score. Uh, the testing regime needs to change completely. So yeah, uh, Pennsylvania schools are underfunded, and even though there is now a funding formula, quote, mm -hmm. uh, it is still not an equitable formula. Uh, thankfully, Governor Wolf has restored uh, the billion-dollar cuts that were made in the Corbett administration. And we need to make sure that he's continuing, and he is very committed to public education and making sure that our students have the opportunities for success. We're looking at STEM programs. We're looking at uh, early childhood education programs. And the governor is a great ally for public education. We need to make sure that we reelect Governor Wolf. So for people who now, is, that, is Governor Wolf running for in this coming year? Yes, he's, he's running right now. The primary is in a few weeks. Um, he's unchallenged in the primary. Uh, there is, on the Republican side of the ticket, uh, multiple bad choices, uh, the worst of which is Scott Wagner, who would completely dismantle uh, the bargaining rights of teachers uh, across the state, and all public sector employees would, uh, would not be allowed to bargain. He would go right away for right to work, uh, which really means right to work for less, and uh, actually it will drive down wages and it will destroy uh, the gains that we have made over the last several years in public education. And so as East Penn Democratic Club always has a mission to help people remember to vote, mm -hmm. please remember to vote in November to keep our public schools funded as part of your reason for thinking about voting, the drive to vote, Absolutely. please. You said 
STEM. Mm -hmm. And I know what that means, but does everyone know what that means? I don't know. So uh, let's actually, hear. I would like to say STEAM. Okay. And add the A for arts in there. Okay. So it's uh, science, technology, uh, engineering, and mathematics is STEM. But mm -hmm. if you add the arts in there as well, you have STEAM. One of the greatest things that we have in public education is the ability for students to have uh, music and art in their curriculum. And I mean, can you imagine going to school and not having that kind of creative outlet as a child? Mm. I mean, talk about drying up any kind of wonderful excitement that a kid has in school. I mean, really, they, kids love to. My my five year old daughter just would will just doodle anything. Uh, it's, she loves it. Look and if that encouragement going. goes away in their day-to-day... -day. You can't discourage kids. Mm -hmm. And just testing, testing, testing. I mean, who wants to do this? Okay, so how silly. Yesterday I was in the car with my husband and a song came on. And I said, oh my gosh, I remember that from elementary school chorus. There, right. we, there we go. I never, would have, I, I never would have had exposure to that. I know this is a lot in the news. Guns, mm -hmm. school safety. Can you tell us, uh, is there a specific position that PSEA, Pennsylvania State Education Association, has or that you would share with us? Yeah, well, yes. Um, first off, we want our schools to be safe. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. There is no doubt about that. Uh, how you determine whether or not a school is meeting the safety criteria is a different thing, and there's lots of arguments about that. It, the guns in the classroom is another thing. Uh, PSEA, uh, the School Boards Association, um, the, the Administrators Association of the state, all of them together, uh, sent out a memo saying that we do not believe that it is appropriate for teachers to carry firearms into the schools. Okay. Um, it's a, it's a, just another safety risk altogether. And now not all teachers agree with this, but the majority does. And this is across the country as well. Mm -hmm. uh, 75, 80% of the membership of the NEA, which has 3.2 million members, um, and I'm fortunate enough to sit on the board of that organization, so I get to see people from all over the country react to this. Um, we are opposed um, to having teachers armed in the classrooms. I think that is a dangerous thing. Uh, metal detectors also not necessarily something that we think should be budgeted in there. Mental health services, absolutely. Uh, mandatory background checks are a good thing as well. So in any ways that we can mitigate the, the, the ability for somebody to act violently in our schools, we want to do that. So when you say NEA, I, I know that you are the director of the NEA, National Education Association of Pennsylvania. Is that a nationwide organization? Yes. The, the NEA is the National Education Association. It represents 3.2 million educators. Okay. When you mentioned 3.2, so I wanted to make sure that's yeah. clear. Yeah. Uh, education support professionals, school nurses, psychologists, guidance counselors, librarians, everything you can imagine that's in the school is represented by the NEA. Um, I sit on the board, there are uh, eight representatives from Pennsylvania that have been elected to, to fill those spots. Actually, this week I'll be in Washington, D.C. to lobby our Congress uh, on these issues. Okay, fabulous. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And as far as being uh, not pro-teachers carrying guns in schools, you mentioned background checks. Background checks of whom? The teachers? No, or? no, teachers are already background Okay, checks. yeah, that's what I thought. I, I mean, you, yes, uh, we have a lot of reactionary things that go on in the legislature, mm -hmm. as I'm sure you're aware. Yeah. Uh, so anytime something bad happens in the public, the teachers are the first people that have to have uh, more background checks than anybody else. Okay. Uh, 
So now the FBI clearance checks have to go every few years for teachers. Okay. Um, and anyone actually who goes into a school okay. to volunteer has to have a background check now. Right. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Now, yesterday when I heard we were going to speak with you, I went online and read about the Supreme Court case that's coming up, uh, Janus versus AFSCME. Can you explain that to us, the, to our listeners, and how important that is? Please? I'll try to boil this down. Okay. Okay, so currently teachers unions across the country that have the right to bargain also have uh, the ability to have what's called fair share fees or agency fee assessed to people who do not want to be full members of the union. They may okay. object to being members for religious reasons or for other reasons, um, but this fee is enacted. They have to pay anyway. It's a closed shop, essentially, that it's the unions are representing everybody who's a member of that bargaining unit in the school district. So uh, there's a, uh, an individual, his last name is Janice, who did not, who says that uh, paying this fee is a violation of his First Amendment rights to association. He doesn't think that's fair. Uh, the Supreme Court right now is likely going to agree with him. So what that means is, there's a great likelihood that 10, 20, or more percent of our members may decide to no longer be members of the union. Now, the thing with the teachers union, it is a professional association as well. Uh, if you destroy and dismantle the teachers union, you are attacking one of the last bastions of the middle class. Mm -hmm. uh, states that do not have the right to bargain, uh, those teachers in those states earn about 20% less on average than those who have the right to bargain in their states. Mm -hmm. And if you weaken the teachers' unions, you're going to be driving down uh, compensation, benefits, the ability to sit across the table with legislators and say, hey, look, this policy is bad for kids, it's bad for education, and we need to change it. And if we don't have the ability to bargain and we because we lost millions of dollars in dues because of uh, the lack of fair share fees, mm -hmm it's going to have a downward, downward spiral effect. And that's the, that's the goal of the Koch brothers who are really behind this. They're behind a lot of things. They are behind a lot. And when you get an $11 billion tax break, uh, you know, imagine what you can do with that. Wow. Uh, you said something I'm trying to recall. Well, it'll come back to me. Uh, okay, now we've covered various topics and I know we don't have a lot of time today. Yes, I, I mean, I, I think that the bottom line is that if we don't invest in our students mm -hmm. and we don't invest at them at the earliest possible age, then we are, we are shortchanging the future for this democracy. And if you look at the news right now and you see what's going on in this world and you don't believe that education is important and a fundamental right that must, we must invest in our future and the only way is through public education. I totally that totally and I appreciate you explaining a lot of the foundational information to us I think that some people may think of questions and then might want to reach out and sure. follow up with you if for some reason I mean I'd be happy to have you share your contact information and people could always send an email to us at East Pendem at info at eastpendemocraticclub.org and we would certainly pass that on to you. But do you have contact information to share? Absolutely. Um, they could contact me at kdeely, D as in David, E-E-L-Y, at esea.org, and I'll be happy to respond.
Okay, well, thank you so much for joining us today, Kevin, on the Ignite Lehigh Valley podcast. I really appreciate your point of view. I'm sure we all do. And I'm sure that our listeners have a better understanding of the Pennsylvania State Education Association and actually the differences in states that don't have unions and don't have good bargaining power. To our listeners, we hope that we were able to convey some relevant information that makes a difference to you and to our communities. This is Denise Woodworth. Thank you for tuning in to the Ignite Lehigh Valley podcast. And remember, please vote. The next election is the primary on May 15th and in November. I can't recall the date, but vote in November. Thank you. Thank you, Denise.